to another episode of Sincerely the Armstrongs, a show where I frequently quote The Office and subtly slip in Harry Potter spells into my sentences as if they were normal words. And my wife's not going <laughs> to say anything about it. I don't even know where to go with that one. <laughs> I come up with these intros basically the moment after we record the last episode. And I am prepared for it the entire week. You were prepared. And then I don't tell you about it. I literally have been thinking about this every day since last week. Oh, wow. See, I always have this fear of like, okay, how are we going to start it? Like, what are we going to do? And then like, okay, Evan, push play. We're going. And then you say these things when a second ago we were just talking about like how sometimes in Bible study you run out of breath while reading the Bible and then all of a sudden you hit play. It's like a roller coaster of emotions over here. Okay, what we were talking about was how I was telling her that I was starting to get a little bit nervous. And I could tell that I was starting to get a little bit nervous because a a symptom of my nerves is that when I'm speaking, I, for some reason, I can't speak and breathe at the same time. And so <laughs> I, I try to get out as much as possible, or I try to speak as many sentences as possible before taking a breath, and now they take a huge breath. And so I was talking about it how just like when you're like like a bible study or like a house church or something like that and you're the one who either gets called on or volunteers to read the passage out loud you know i just i don't know if anyone else has that has that uh i don't know what to call that it's not really stage fright because like i'm not like i don't know i'm not like actually nervous i just realized that there's other people who are going to listen to me i was thinking about this because this is something i'm well aware of so i remember thinking about this when i was getting ready to like uh, give my vows, say oh. say my vows at our wedding, speak my vows. Yeah. Proclaim them, sing them. Yeah. For those of you who weren't at the wedding, Evan actually decided to sing his vows. Mm. It was beautiful. Yeah. He um, played the kazoo while he did it, and then there's a harmonica solo like right in the middle of it. Unaccompanied by instruments. Yeah. yeah. Except for the That's kazoo great. and the harmonica. <laughs> It was beautiful. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Well. As you guys requested. We're talking about premarital counseling today. Premarital counseling. Yeah. We're also going to talk about pre-engagement counseling. Right. And we will talk about uh, what the difference is between those two. Yes. So our experience, we actually did um, really cool. pre-engagement counseling. Yeah. Well, um, let's tell like how it started first. You know what I mean? So anyways, the school, I'll just, I'll just say, the school that we went to, uh, the college that we went to where we met and dated, uh, offered, and got engaged actually, offered free counseling to their students, and the school that we went to was a, a proper Bible college, um, and so that means that the counseling available to us was Christian counseling. So she and I both took advantage of that. What we didn't know was that we actually ended up... Uh, having the same therapist the same woman was the therapist for the both of us in our separately yeah in our individual sessions and we didn't know that until eventually down the road i think we were just like kind of just nonchalantly talking about it one day and one of us mentioned like the name of our therapist and we're like oh you have her too that's who i have and then we're just like no way and then we started to like it was like this th- like three-way kind of afraid. joke with with our yeah. therapist because like our therapist so one of the confidentiality rules that a that a therapist has that they cannot acknowledge 
that they are someone's therapist. Yeah. So, but like she knew, right? Like we all knew that we were in the. I would like say stuff and be like, you know, my boyfriend. Yeah. And like see if she'd feel in in the name or like acknowledge that she she knows you. I feel like I did the same thing. I think she did a really good job. She was phenomenal. She she would like kind of laugh about it a little bit and smile, but she didn't like actually give us a wink, you know. She was so cute. She um, actually gave us this really beautiful gift. It was probably one of my favorite wedding gifts. Oh my gosh, it's on our shelf right now. Yeah, if anyone yeah. ever comes over, it's on our shelf. And um, she was amazing. So we really both got close to her she in our cool. individual sessions. Yeah. And so when it came time for us to be in our, like we started talking about maybe you want to do premarital we, counseling, engagement yeah. counseling, we identified that we could do it through her. Yeah. So just go back a little bit before that we knew that we wanted to get married we were just kind of waiting for the day basically um and so my my father is actually a christian counselor too so i was kind of talking to him about uh you know preparing for premarital counseling yeah some good resources possibly um anybody that he might have known you know just tips things to look out for advice stuff like that and he brought up the idea of doing pre-engagement counseling actually I didn't know it was your dad that recommended it. Yeah, yeah, it was my dad's idea. Um, And so I don't think we even asked our therapist to do it for us. She offered it. Yeah, she came up with the idea. Um, I remember, I'm pretty sure it was in my session. It was free. um, (laughs) I was talking to her about what we were going through and that we were wanting to, you know, go through it. Did she have any kind of resources? Just talking about it. And she was like, well... Um, because I may or may not know, you know, she like someone that you're with, you know, yeah, she's like, we could potentially do that, um, and I could give you guys, like, free pre-engagement counseling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course she has, like, amazing resources, it was such Mm -hmm. a blessing to get to go through it through for free, and, um... We understand that that was a really unique experience. Yeah, it was very unique. But I do think that there's a lot of things we learned in that process that we could share with you guys. Absolutely, yeah. So first, let's just kind of talk about what the difference is between premarital and pre-engagement. Just for anyone who might be already just kind of in the area of considering one or both of those things. Um, or if you don't even know it. If you haven't heard of pre-engagement counseling before, um, obviously, main difference is that you're doing it before you're even engaged. Right. So, the point of premarital counseling is like you're preparing yourself for marriage, right? So, you're talking about a really uh, large variety of difficult topics, Mm -hmm. things from your childhood, uh, you know, just past scars, hurts they've had, parenting styles, finances, you know, sex, all these these things. You talk about pretty much everything that you could possibly think of having to do with life just because you're going to live life together. So... A little twist that pre-engagement throws in there is it includes the engagement part too. So while premarital focuses a lot on the actual being married part, pre-engagement counseling focuses a lot on what actually being engaged looks like also on top of that. So we talked a lot about um, the possible difficulties that come up when you're planning a wedding, Mm -hmm. um, how involved we do or do not want both sides of our parents to be, um, you know, things like that. Financial expectations. For Financial expectations, pain for the wedding, yeah, everything, you know, honeymoon. Um, and for any of you that yeah. are listening to this and you think, like, maybe you're considering if you even want to do premarital counseling at all or pre-engagement counseling at all, um, and you're thinking, well, we talk about these things anyways, 
Evan and I are great communicators. Literally, in our first session, we had to talk about something, and our therapist was like, if you guys communicate like this all of the time, you are two of the best communicators I've ever seen. And still, <laughs> having a third party present to help prod you, that is unbiased, that is helping bring up things that you just might not see, or helping and you in this area. support each other, um, it is so like necessary. I cannot recommend it enough. And then yeah. also, um, if you're someone who is considering getting married, but you're not talking about these things on your own, like that's a red flag already. You need to start talking about these things on your own as well as go through counseling together. Yeah. I remember when, uh, before we were even going into it, um, you know, my dad kind of gave me some, uh, some topics to kind of expect that we were going to talk about in our pre-engagement counseling. And I remember being like, oh, yeah, we talk about all those things already. Like, we're going to get through this really quick. Like, this is going to be easy. And I remember even a couple of sessions into our counseling, I remember still thinking, like, we're already already talking about all these things. Like, this is super easy. But just to kind of add on to what you're saying about uh, just how helpful it is to have that third party there, but also that third party that is trained in this area that, like, they know what to talk about. Like, they know what questions to prod you in. And, yeah. And they also can see things in you. They can see, uh, like, the way that you're talking, yeah. the way you might be holding back, you know, the way that you're projecting yourself, things like, like that. They instance, they see those things with unbiased eyes yeah. and totally being separated from you two and from the situation itself as you and your partner might not be able to actually step back and see those things. Right. So, like, something I'm really bad at that the therapist knew because of our, like, individual sessions that she was able to call me out on a lot in our, like, together time was I commonly will, like, mask my emotions with a smile or, um, you know, there's a a lack of congruency between what I'm feeling and what I'm expressing. Hmm. Yeah. And so she would always call me that out on that in our together sessions. She'd be like, you're smiling right now, but I know you want to cry. So, like, let's just cry. Let's, let's mm-hmm. just do yeah. it. Yeah, I remember that. And even though I would have maybe eventually gotten around to crying with Evan anyways, like, it was just good to have someone who's not in the middle of a conversation with you because you're going into these really deep conversations with each other to then have this third party be like, I'm going to support you to be your best you right now. Like, mm-hmm. go ahead and cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And having just the space for that. And everything yeah, and- yeah. Yeah. Um, so we highly recommend it for anyone. There's a bunch of different things that you can go through. Some um, There's, like, obviously therapists. Um, a lot of pastors do it if you're in the church. And then also there's, like, different programs that are common. Um, I don't remember the names of them off the top of my head. But I know that you can get, like, certification um, through, like, different premarital counseling programs. Yeah, there's certification. And a lot of those work stuff. for you. Licenses. Whether you're doing engagement or premarital, just as long as yeah. the person who's administering it knows what they're doing. Right. So there's no like law that says that you have to have any sort of counseling before getting married or anything like that, which means that basically anyone can kind of do it. It's just a matter of who do, who do you trust yeah. and what type of person is good for you to go to and not good for you to go to. Yeah. So first of all, we strongly, strongly encourage you, even if you're not uh, Christian or any sort of religious to seek out premarital or pre-engagement counseling because it really does equip you for your wedding and f- I'm sorry for for your marriage and it really does uh, yeah it does a good job of basically getting things out into the open that need to be out into the open yeah 
So on that note, let's say you are a Christian and you're looking for a counselor, a therapist, someone to be this mediator for these sessions, these really deep, sometimes difficult sessions you're going to have with your partner. Um, a really common one that you see amongst Christians are pastors. Mm -hmm. You see people go to either like the lead pastor or their church or even like their youth pastor or like a pastor they've known for like a really long time. Maybe they grew up with this person, whatever. Um, I am like all for that and everything, but I would, I would just strongly suggest that you, um, really consider the training that they've had in this area you know, just yeah. because someone's a pastor they know the bible really well doesn't necessarily mean that they make a good counselor um it'd be great if they did but you know just because someone's a great pastor doesn't mean they're necessarily a great counselor yeah so like Alyssa was talking about um you know there can be a pastor who has had uh training and maybe they've earned a certificate maybe they haven't you know it doesn't really matter but have they had the training for it um yeah, I, would, I wouldn't go to a pastor just because they, they were a pastor and they're supposed to be this godly person. Right. I, I would go to a pastor who had training and knew what they were talking about. Another reasoning, too, that I commonly hear people say is like, oh, well, they have a marriage I really look up to. Mm. Um, but that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean – it's like just because you're good at a sport doesn't mean that you're going to be a good coach. Yeah. Um, oh, and yeah. also no, just because they have a good relationship, not – every couple knows how to empower you to be your re best relationship because mm -hmm. every relationship is unique. Yeah. So they can tell you what they did, but they might not necessarily know how to give you the tools to make you the best that you and your future spouse can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Alyssa and I were, of course, again, just very lucky to uh, come across someone who was going to do our pre-marital or pre-engagement counseling who knew us separately already and on top of that was already counseling us. So we, it's almost like us three, we all came together with so much like ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like our, our therapist knew what to talk about because she was already talking about all these hard things that we were both individually going through on our own. Yeah. Um, so we know that that's not available to everyone. Um, it's, yeah, I, that just is probably not going to be as likely of a option for you. We do recommend going forward, though, that you be cautious not to have someone who's completely biased towards one of you. So oftentimes mm -hmm. when you have two people getting married, especially if you met at college or you're just in a new environment mm -hmm. when you meet, most likely you're not both going to have someone who knows you both really well. Yeah. Um, so no parents. Yeah. Your parents your cannot parents cannot be this for you. <laughs> doesn't matter how professional you think they are. doesn't matter how, how unbiased they say they're going to be. Your parent will always, always, always be biased. Yeah. And I even know couples that have chosen, like, it was one of their lifelong pastors and the other person's just getting to know them while in premarital counseling. And while that works out for some people and it might be a good option for you, I would just strongly suggest that maybe on top of that, look for a third party who's getting to know you and maybe you just go through... Um, like a pre-prepared course together. Yeah. And then you can get into the hard stuff with the people that know you, um, but go through maybe some of the more like basic teaching and structural stuff through yeah. someone who's just certified and is yeah. a third party and isn't going to be biased towards either of you that you both feel like you can talk about sex to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, 
Um, and having just someone who either knows you both super, super well or maybe doesn't know either of you so that it's not like you feel ever someone's taking um, like a team or it's biased in any way. Yeah. Yeah, it honestly might mean that you guys have to go to a completely new source, you know, someone that neither of you have met before, you know, some sort of counseling agency. Yeah. And you're able to talk to them and get to know them a little bit and they get to know you a little bit. And you're provided with someone who doesn't know either of you but they know what they're from doing. beforehand and has no allegiance to either of you previously. Yeah, and they're skilled to be able to spot things in you and help you guys. Yeah. And yeah. it's worth the investment. Honestly, right. if you're in a position where you can have mediocre free counseling or you have to pay 100 or $200 for it, it is 100% worth the investment. Like, it's this worth is it. Spend the money. It's worth it. Yeah. Often so many people go to marriage counseling when they're on the last straw. Pastors right? are usually free. <laughs> Pastors are free. But they're usually like Family on the last straw of their marriage. Online like, is free. Yeah. Set yourself up in the beginning. Yeah. Don't be that person who used counseling Spend as money. a last resource. Yeah. That's another benefit to going to a actually licensed therapist and that they don't really have to know you beforehand or really at all they know what to ask they know what to prompt in you they know they've done this they know you know uh what's going to hurt a marriage they know what's going to help a marriage they know all these things and so they can identify so much about your communication styles just through one session together and analyzing your personality styles and your love languages and all that. So just kind of go back a little bit to, you know, when you're choosing someone to to do this with you. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you're like, okay, I know what I want to do. We have the right people set up. Do I want to do pre-engagement counseling or premarital counseling? I personally think every couple should do pre-engagement counseling And there is so many reasons why. Um, One of them being that you want to go through the hard of stuff, the really hard stuff, the meaty stuff, before you're already committed, right? Like you should get to. (laughs) I get you. You might be a hundred percent sure when you're getting engaged. (laughs) You might, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good point. And you might actually get to stuff in premarital counseling. Let's say you're already engaged, and you're like, ah. Yeah. shoot, yeah. this is not the person for me. Like, right. we don't see eye to eye on this, yeah. and this is a deal breaker for me, or whatever it is. Um, a lot comes out in pre-engagement counseling or premarital counseling, and I just think that if you can get a heads up on that, that is awesome. You also might be yep. able to have your engagement time be a little bit shorter, and, like, it just yeah. kind of works out for everyone. Ooh. Also. That's a good topic. While you're engaged, <laughs> I don't care how chill you are. I have yet to meet someone who has made it through engagement without saying that that is, like, the toughest season of an early relationship. Like, the engagement season is really, really hard. You're planning a <laughs> wedding. You are learning to grow together. You're learning how Bring to... Bring two different families together. ...give up yourself. You're learning how to let go of your family of origin. You're learning so much, and you're going mm-hmm. through so much. Mm-hmm. Like, give yourself the ability to get to enjoy and experience more of engagement by already having your hard conversations out of the way. Yeah. So you guys are already set up for this. You know it's going to be hard and you're going in like 
fully equipped and ready to like rock this thing, you know? And then you also have more time to enjoy it because being engaged is really, really just busy. You have a lot to do if you're planning your traditional wedding. Um, So give yourself time and do it beforehand. Yeah, that's good. Giving yourself time to do it. I remember that being a big reason why we we were like happy that yeah. we ended up going with pre-engagement is because like when months. you're in the heart of being engaged, you're in the heart of wedding planning, like you don't want to do that. You yeah, don't want to take tired. the time and the energy and the focus to sit in a room and get angry and cry <laughs> and, you know, and argue. You don't want to do that. Yeah. And so you're not going to be able to give it the attention that it deserves, the attention that it needs. And yeah, you're just not going to set yourself off on the best foot possible. Yeah. So it's kind of like front loading. We recommend front loading a lot. And it's like front loading your engagement, front loading your marriage. Um, Pre-engagement counseling can be a lifesaver and a time saver. And you're just also more likely to be, you have like more emotional capacity before you're engaged. So Mm -hmm. you have more to give to it. Mm -hmm. And if you go in, um, knowing that you have kind of as much time as you need to like that allows you to have as many weeks as you need to to work through what you need to and um, talk about absolutely everything you need to talk about yeah yeah can you remember any of like your favorite moments or most i don't want to say favorite moments (laughs) i loved it when When i I was was hit yeah yeah uh do you have any like top memorable moments One of the questions that our counselor asked us was um, name three things about your own family that you want to keep and that you want to let go of and then name three things about the other person's family that you want (laughs) to keep and you want to let go of. And it felt like it helped us have this really raw conversation because let's be honest, you have observations about the other person's family you also have observations about your own like like and don't like yeah i have things about my family that i absolutely love and i had a lot of things that i was like hey i recognize this and i don't want this in my family moving forward yeah and then there's the whole conversation of talking about you recognize it in my family you don't (laughs) want that family i remember that being one of them there were a lot of questions like that yeah that almost like I had so many things to say about it, but I didn't want to. It was like, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah. Or like, I didn't want to like have that sort of conflict or something like that. So it gave you the form premarital or pre-engagement counseling brings all that out. Yeah. And you've got to be okay with saying the things that you didn't want to say. Yeah. Yeah. And so I remember like there were things that you pu- pulled out in my family yeah. that you didn't want. And there were things that pulled out in your family that I didn't want. And, but it also, Talking I think, gave us things. the opportunity to to like recognize things about our own family, uh-huh. and I remember that brought like a lot of confidence yeah. to me. There were a lot of things that brought us really close together in the moment. Yeah, I remember that. It also is like a really beautiful space for you to continue to keep dreaming about what your future yeah. family is going to be like, and set, yeah. um, just set your boundaries for your own family, and right. that's a really powerful thing yeah. to get to do. Yeah, the idea of legacy is that you're basically able to improve every generation as, yeah. you, as you go right so that's kind of the point right is that like your family is a precursor to you so you take yeah. their mistakes and you learn from them and then you make your family better than your family yeah. that's the and whole point your kids do the same thing that's the whole point exactly that's what my dad's always told me it's like you are going to be better than i am you're gonna have everything that i have and then everything good that you are going to be yourself yeah on top of that yeah love it man so i remember there are also a lot of times where 
we were talking about things that we like didn't agree on. We argued a lot. Maybe there was some crying. <laughs> and the hour, our counseling hour, right? Because it, actually it's only 50 minutes actually, yeah. uh, would end before we finished. <laughs> and yeah. so we would walk out of the room <laughs> together, oh, like shoot, not talking. We just opened all this up. Like, what do like, you do now? Yeah. And holding hands, but also yeah. like frowning at each other. Yeah. And so yeah, I remember, yeah, there were a lot of moments like that where we had to choose to love one another in that moment yeah. and be like, you know what, like this is hard, but I love you. I want to marry you. Yeah. And like, let's top this out. So a lot of times we would we we would go and we would find somewhere to sit and we would like finish it on our own. Yeah. That's the like. other thing is good counseling equips you to go and have those to do it on your own. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you are gonna be alone eventually. Like. Yep. Surprise. Yep. Yeah, I think that was yeah. really helpful for us. Or even there was a few times we had to like take a break because we we're you know we just spent fifty minutes. Maybe we entered it already being emotional. And so there's a couple of times where I was like, I need to get some lunch. Mm. I'm going to go read a book for 15 minutes and eat and we'll meet back here in an hour. And then like that really helped too. Yeah. It taught us a lot about what we needed emotionally in our communication styles, mm -hmm. how we were going to handle conflict in the future. Because mm -hmm. that's a real case scenario in marriage where um, one of you wants to keep talking and the other one is just tired and you yeah. have to learn what you're going to do in that situation. Yeah. I feel like I was probably one that got tired a lot. Yeah. I didn't know about myself. Like when you were talking about how your, our therapist noticed mm -hmm. that when uh, you'd, you would use like smiling or something like that to kind of mask your struggle. I, I don't feel like I do that. I feel like I just shut down. Like I'm just like, I'm done. Oh yeah, you can physically you know? see it on like, you. <laughs> I, like I do, yes, it yeah. manifests physically. Like I slouch my shoulders. Yeah. If I'm sitting like in a couch, like a, a big chair, like a, lazy boy you know chair mm -hmm. i'll like slouch down in it and kind of like you know like i'll, like I'll make myself smaller i'll make myself smaller yeah um do you remember how long our counseling was for like how long we were going we, we did it uh every week every week i want to say standing we did, like, appointment every week two or three months it was something like that yeah yeah like eight maybe 10 sessions maybe 15 i don't know somewhere i in think there. i think it was like 12 sessions i remember 12 sessions something like 12 right. sessions yeah and then and each about an hour when we were done with that we had a little bit of time until we got engaged uh-huh yeah really oh yeah 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 about a couple weeks yeah maybe a month yeah i remember i had the ring though for a while beforehand yeah. and i would like sit in my when when we were doing our our pre-engagement counseling with this therapist that we shared we were also still doing our individual yeah. counseling with her too and so you know kind of like it was almost like when i would go back to her again she can't like acknowledge anything so like she can't bring up our couples counseling right. she can't bring it up she can't acknowledge it unless i do right or unless so you if we do brought something up, so basically you talk, talk about, about what you want to talk about yeah yeah so anyways so i'm around do that sometimes yeah yeah i bring up things i wouldn't really do it on purpose but it would just kind of come out she was good though about at least in my personal sessions like we i gave her permission to and then we would sort through like is this something we yeah. should bring up in our together time is this not something we should bring up and i mm. knew that there was full like confidentiality there if i didn't right. want to bring it up with you and then also like if i could she was good about helping me bring up tough topics yeah 
Because I can definitely have like a conflict avoiding <laughs> communication style. So let's kind of talk about some of the topics that uh, were talked about in our pre-engagement slash premarital counseling that um, were like important that we thought were big ones. Yeah, I mean, we talked about already that we did like family of origin and we origin, made like yeah. our um, own values for a future family right. moving forward, yeah, which is good. pretty cool. That's good. Um, By the way, the point of this is that you can be thinking about these things. Okay. Yeah. Continue. Because um, you guys should be talking about these on your own before yeah, you go into it. Again, about. talk about these. If you're considering getting married, talk mm-hmm. about these things. Um, we talked about finances, which is huge for finances, me. Yeah. We come from extremely different financial backgrounds. Um, and so I don't know where you listener are in your life, where you think you are with your finances. If you're young, if you're just learning how to manage finances, maybe you'll get married young and you guys will be learning together. Maybe you are already established and know what you do. I have been doing my own taxes since I was 12. Evan and I come from very (laughs) different backgrounds. For the record, I know how to do my taxes. Yes. (laughs) My, My point more really is like I have a lot of fear tied to finances and that was huge for me to get to talk about in the safety of not just us because I was Mm -hmm. really scared to bring that one up on our own. Mm. So having her there gave me the confidence to talk about things that I needed to. Yeah. The one that was probably the most awkward was talking about sex because Mm. you and I were both virgins entering into marriage. Yeah, but also your counselor, if they're being a good counselor, is going to ask you to be specific. Yeah. So we're going to talk about things like how often do you, how often do you like in your ideal world want to be having sex? Yeah. How often like is your kind of minimum, you know, like what are you going to do when one of you wants it, the other person doesn't. She had us practice our response for turning the other person down. Yeah. Which was weird. Because that's hard. Like, now that we're married, and, like, these things that we've talked about are coming into play, that's a hard one. Yeah. Turning it down. Yeah. It is. Another good topic that we talked about was, speaking of families, um, when we have kids, so kids is just a whole, whole mess in itself, but... When we have kids, how involved do we want our mothers to be? Oh, yeah. Grandmas, how involved do we want them to be? And why? Because the mom is the parent that is usually helicoptery and usually kind of Velcro-ish. So, <laughs> do you get what, I, what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, but I think we talked about, like, general involvement with our families, too. How do we, we did, expect right. to handle holidays? Absolutely. But if we're talking Where about, do we like, expect to spend holidays topics. now and then holidays when yeah. we have kids? Splitting up holidays. Yeah. Because the likelihood of all of our families living close together is really, really low. Yeah. yeah. And even if we want to spend a holiday to ourselves. Yeah. Or exactly. exactly. How do we identify just us being a family yeah. now? Because yep. that's what it's becoming. Yeah. You yep. and your partner are now a family, mm-hmm. whether or not you have kids. Yeah. Talk about fears, things that you're afraid of, weaknesses, um, church. Um. Yeah, who is doing finances? You know, who's gonna like, be in charge of money and paying for things and right. budgeting and what were our expectations for um like household children. responsibilities? Oh yeah, we yeah, literally split roles. up chores. She, and we she, weren't allowed to look. Yeah, I remember that. So she she gave us a uh list of house chores and it was pretty extensive too it was like mm-hmm. anything that you could possibly do in the house was yeah, there like and cleaning the drain gutters <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. um and then without sharing answers you would go through it and uh 
you would choose whether you would do it or whether or not your partner would do it. Yeah. And um, then we had to share that. We had to share it. Yeah. 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 There was another one that was really good like that where we had to do something separately and then share them. What was it? We had to look into like other couples that we admired and oh, like, list yeah. what it was we admired about them. Yeah. So I think we had to come up with five couples mm-hmm. each. So 10 couples total that we uh, looked to as a good example of um, what we thought marriage would look like. Mm-hmm. And, and from most reasons why. Yes. So from, and then each, in each one of those five, five reasons why we marriages, five reasons why we thought they were a good couple. Yeah. And things that we wanted to take from them and everything. And, and then know. identify like what ultimately were five values we wanted for our own relationship. And we talked mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. We talked about making compromises for when one of us wants to go do something major in life that the person doesn't want to do. Oh, that was huge for we us. We talked about just straight up sacrificing and saying, yes, let's do that thing, even yeah. though you don't want to. Um, yeah, I've talked about uh, what you do when your goals and your dreams don't align with each other's in the future. Because every few years, you're going to be a totally different person. Yeah. And which means that the person you marry is going to be a totally different person. You know, the person that you marry right now is not going to be the same person that you married in five years from now. I mean, yeah, I never understand why people use that as an insult. Like, you're not the same person I married. Like, hopefully yeah. they're like, not. They're not. Yeah, they, they shouldn't should be. be. If you're growing and changing and experiencing life, you should not do the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. How do you figure out whether or not you can go out with the boys tonight, you know, or go home or whatever? <laughs> I mean. Yeah. 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 What our expectations for communication throughout the day was once we were married. Mm-hmm. How um, many kids do you want? When do you want kids? When we want kids. What know. do we do if we have an accidental pregnancy? Mm-hmm. Um, Real quick, the only 100% way of having a kid is by not having sex. Yeah. So. Actually, our therapist was uh, in the 1%. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, like birth control and condoms, all those kinds of things only have a 99% success rate, right? She was in the 1%. Yeah. And more, (laughs) I feel like it's way more than 1% because most people I know were on something or doing something to prevent it. And yet here we all are. The world's populated. Yeah. So what were some struggles that we had in our counseling? One of the biggest ones I feel like that brought tension for us was thinking about what engagement would be like and we had kind of different expectations of what it would be like from what I remember um refresh my memory because we were considering such a short engagement I knew three months by the way we're engaged for three months right I knew our engagement was going to be really busy and we had to figure out money and I knew it was going to be hard with families and Mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of emotions our families come from two different states and so having to figure out like traveling who's going to travel and all that yeah yeah we ended up working all of that out while still in pre-engagement counseling yeah I'm still in college and and I'm secretly trying to plan an engagement you know it's hard (laughs) It was a lot to go through. Do you remember any other struggles we went through? Um, I remember, I remember, at least from my, my perspective, the hardest topic for us were, like, our parents. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Family of origin is huge. Yeah. That's honestly probably a big one, because I think your family is one of the biggest sources for a lot of 
our hurts yeah and scars and but also then like good experiences and stuff too but like yeah. your 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 family is the one of the biggest reasons why you are the way that you are mm-hmm. and so naturally that would be one of the most difficult topics to talk about when you're basically trying to start a new family you know pair your life up with somebody else's to make one life yeah 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 and learning how to talk about it in a constructive way i think is a lot of what we learned in pre-engagement counseling was Mm -hmm. like how can we talk about this or how can we bring this up in a way that is beneficial and not just like bringing up negative things for either our own family or the other person's family like how do we talk about this in a way that moves us forward right yep um i think ultimately like if you are committing to this person, mm-hmm. you have to act like they are a teammate. You know, you can't cut them down. You can't yep. be against them. They are the person on your team. When you get into a fight, remember that it's not your partner that's the enemy. It's the yeah. problem that's the enemy. You yeah. two are a team. Um, so I think that's yeah. a lot of something you have, like, the ability to practice in your pre-whatever counseling is you yeah. have the ability to practice other things being the problem because you're bringing up all of the potential problems each week in your sessions, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's a good Mm -hmm. place to practice that. I think something too, just to specify from earlier, if you're considering pre-engagement counseling, don't do it as like a test. Like you shouldn't be in it in a way to test if this is going to work. It's just more so like I'm 99% sure I'm going to marry this person and we're going to go through pre-engagement counseling. It shouldn't be a period where you're, like, trying to see That shouldn't answers. be how you figure out if yeah. you want to marry someone. It's not, like, <laughs> putting them through the ringer. Like, yeah. you should already be pretty committed. You should already have talked about a lot of these things on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so what are some pieces of advice that we give people? I think if you are in pre-engagement counseling or premarital counseling, you need to have one date night a week where you're not allowed to talk about anything serious you're not allowed to talk about the wedding you're not allowed to talk about anything you talked about that was hurtful in the past not talk about the wedding that's a good one can't talk about the wedding you can't talk about the future even really because your whole life right now is about dreaming about the future yeah so you need to have one hour a week that is your guys' sanctuary to just be having fun you're joking around go see a movie yeah yeah that's good um obviously we do we do uh encourage pre-engagement counseling but really the reason for that is because you have the time and just the freedom to um, give your future marriage uh, all the attention and preparation that it deserves and needs so if that's not something that is doable for you that is totally okay premarital counseling is worth its weight in gold and again um it's worth the money if money is kind of an issue for you it's worth the time it's worth the energy and the focus and uh prioritizing it in your weekly schedule um another piece of advice is again try to talk about these things as much as possible with your partner before you even go in Mm um so that you're not blindsided when you're sitting there yeah not bl- not blindside, but also just... But you only think like, we should have $100 in savings? Do the work yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the whole point of this, is that's yeah. preparing you for being with each other only in the future. So, do that now. Totally. Yeah. Uh, make sure that you keep a trusted and loving, tight community around both of you. That includes your friends. That does include family. And if you are a Christian, it does include um, some sort of spiritual leadership, mentors things like that. 
um, you know, it takes a village to raise a marriage. So talk about too with your partner, um, what you guys are okay with sharing with your friends or family, whoever your confidant yeah. is, and, what and it's you guys okay if it's nothing. Okay. <laughs> it's okay if it's nothing. I know, especially for girls, we tend to be processors, so that's a yeah. lot of our relationship with other females yeah. is we process together and we work through it, and then we come to a better solution, right? Um, but just talk through what it is okay to share and what it's not okay to share, yeah. um, and make sure that you're always valuing like the respect of your partner. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to leave you guys, we thought we'd give you some helpful questions to talk about with your partner. Homework. <laughs> before you even enter into pre-engagement or premarital counseling. Yeah, before marriage is even a thing. Yes, so rapid fire. The questions we recommend you talking about are... Where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in ten years? Physically, geographically, where do you want to yeah, be Yeah, like in what your are your dreams? When you're raising families. Yeah. How many kids do you want? When do you want to have kids? When do you want kids? Like how long after getting married do you want to wait until you have kids? Do Big question. Do you enjoy hosting people at your house? Yeah. What state do you want to live in? <laughs> um, how, when do you, or where do you want to spend the holidays? Yeah. And which holidays? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like a lot of, I'm trying to like questions that like are pre-marriage, you know. How often do you expect to go on dates when you're married? How often do you expect to have sex when you're married? Um, how much money do you expect to spend on dates? Mm-hmm. Uh, for your career, who do you expect to stay home? To what do you expect to do with the kids when you, want your career to be? you have them? Do you expect <laughs> someone to stay home? Um, do you expect the woman to do all of the chores like a traditional house model? Or do you expect that you both are holding up to it? Who takes out the yeah. trash? Um, are you going to raise your kids on Harry Potter or not? Do you guys believe in buying a house or a car or making major purchases with loans? Or do yeah. you expect to save until you get those things? Car payments versus no car payments. Yeah. 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 These are all Those important are very, things. very important things. Try to cover. Think about yourself as a holistic person, as your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health, your spiritual health. And just identify what's important to you right. and then have an honest conversation with your partner about right. everything that fits into that. The worst thing that you can do is try to be someone that you think your partner wants. You absolutely 100% need to be who you are. Be yourself. Be true to who you are. Don't uh, you know, hide what's who you are. You. Don't hide your wants. Don't hide your dreams. Don't hide things that are important to you that maybe are not important to your partner. Right. Um, so if you're not in a serious relationship, like these are important things to be asking yourself because right. what's even worse, I don't know if it's worse, but something that's really terrible is walking into a conversation with your partner and not even knowing an answer for yourself. Yeah. You need to know yeah. what you want and what you desire. Remember, you on your own are a whole person yeah. and your partner is a whole person and you are trying to come together to make a whole life together. But together, okay, like you're not going to be the same person. You're not. Not you know, everything's going to go your own yeah, way. Yeah, like you're you're going to be individual people living life together. Yeah. Ma- making it work together as a team. Yeah. So you've got to be able to talk about these things. Also, if you're not in a serious relationship, probably don't start a first date with most of these questions. <laughs> How many kids do you want? Yeah. Where do you see yourself <laughs> in ten years? <laughs> cool. All right. Well. That's all we have for you, folks. As always, DM us on Instagram at SincerelyTheArmstrongs. We have been loving all of the comments and all the encouragement. You guys are the best. 
honestly 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 we love it we love it so much it feels it's so affirming when you guys you know take a screenshot of the episode that you're listening to and you send it to us it affirms yes yeah, yeah. Oh or gosh, you the tell us what you want to talk hear. about enneagram i am here for it <laughs> keep it coming send your questions towards Alyssa for the enneagram send your questions and to Evan for our lord of the rings, lord of the rings harry potter hit me up all right yeah. guys love ya Catch you on a flippy flip.